You're listening to Along the Narrow Way, a podcast that walks you through books of the Bible verse by verse to help you dig into God's Word so you can walk along the narrow way with Christ more faithfully. Hosted by Pastor Will Russell and co-hosted by Jimmy Miller. Join them as they help us understand the Bible so we can walk more faithfully as disciples of Jesus. Welcome, everybody, to Along the Narrow Way. Uh, our host with the Most Holy Ghost is away on spending time with his family and everything. He'll be back. Tonight we'll be in uh, John chapter 14. Uh, I don't know if we'll make it through the whole chapter, but we'll just see where it goes. I'm going to kind of uh, focus on the, on the questions that are asked in this passage, you know, like, you know, like, uh, let's see there. In verse, where Thomas, in verse 5, he he's asking, how can we know? So it's going to be more like the how can we know questions that we're going to kind of focus on tonight. You know, Jesus, he didn't want our hearts to be troubled. You know, he, he wanted us to know that he is the way, the truth, and the life. You know, God wants us to be where he is. He's prepared a place for us, and we're going to see that. We're going to, Jesus is going to start talking about that tonight. He's going to get into all that all that he's going that he's the way, the truth, and the life, and that he's going to prepare a place for us. He's going to tell us that him and the Father are one and all that good stuff. We're going to start seeing that. We're going to start seeing the promise of the Holy Spirit. You know, and this is this these are some of my favorite chapters in all of Scripture because this is Jesus teaching his disciples. This this goes straight to Christians. Now, there there's a lot here for lost people. They need to know that he's the way, the truth, the life. That's the first thing you need to know, and that's the first thing that you need to know when it comes to knowing Jesus as your Savior, that he is the way. So, but let's just read a little bit down here on John chapter 14. Let's kind of pick it apart the best I can. You know, I'm not going to uh, probably get into much of a word study on it because Brother Will, he's more gifted at that than I am and stuff. But we're just going to get into the questions and and how to approach God with questions, you know. So let's, let's just read a little bit. John chapter 14, starting in verse 1. Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you what I've told you that I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself that where I am, you may be also. And you know the way to where I'm going. And right here, we're going to get into verse five. Thomas asked the question. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? And see, a lot of, you know, that, that might sound like he, he doesn't know Christ or something, or, you know, and he, he's asking a valid question. That's the question that we need to ask at some point in our life. Lord, how can we know a way? You know, I, I see a lot of people in this world, they want to, they, they want to they question if even God exists or not. Uh, and they want to question if the word's true or not. No, no, we, we need to come to God. How, God, how is your word applied? How does your word apply to my life and stuff like that? You know, if we're experiencing trouble in our souls, we need to go before God in prayer and ask him 
questions. Not questioning him, are you real or why is this or why are you doing this to me? But how are you wanting to show yourself to me through this? How can I know you better through all this? Not why is this happening to me or things like that. But Thomas asked a question, how do we know the way? And Jesus teaches him. You see, if I think we approach God with the right questions, he'll teach us and show us that he's the way and show us his love and manifest himself to us. And Jesus says, I am the way and the truth and the life. This is in verse six. No one comes to the father except through me. If you had known me, you would have known my father also. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. And then we go into another question. We come to Philip. He's going to ask another valid question. You know, Philip says to him, Lord, show us the Father, and it is enough for us. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you so long, and you still do not know me, Philip? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. See, Jesus will reveal more to you when you approach him with the right questions. You know, you know, Philip said, show us the Father, and it is enough. And Jesus said, well, it wasn't even a question. He was, he was eager to know. So if we come to Christ eager to know him, he will show us who he is. That's what Philip's doing. He's eager to know who Christ is, and Christ answers his questions. We'll continue. Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Do not believe, do not believe that. Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does his works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or else believe on account of the works themselves. You see, Jesus, he'll, he'll, we, can, we can look around. There's evidence of God and how he exists. You know, people want to question if he exists. Well, all creation, you know, can testify that God exists and everything like that. I lost my place. How long is it? He says, show us the I do not believe them. The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does his work. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or I also believe on the account of the works themselves. He says, truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do and greater works than these will he do because I'm going to the Father. Whatever you ask in my name, this I will do that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. See, if we ask in his name, that doesn't mean if we come to him with our wants and and, and like, like things that are selfish and stuff like I you know I want a new car or something like that no that's not what he's talking about if we come to him and ask him like like up here like Thomas show us the way show us who you are show us who what your word is all about and how we can live and abide in your word and he will do it that's what he's talking about right here You know, that's what we see Thomas do. He, 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 he asked the right questions. How can we know? You know, and, and we just need to, we need to, we need to not worry about asking that kind of question to God. How can we know? How can we know that what you want me to do next, Lord? How can I know that what, where to find truth at 
in whatever I'm dealing with, in whatever situation I'm going through. And God will show you in his word what that is. But the question should not be whether God exists, because it's definitely evident that he exists. It's definitely evident that Jesus is his son, you know. But the question should be, how can we know you in relationship? How, how can we share you? And he will give us the answer. You know, these are the right questions when it comes to knowing God. And, uh, and we can know how we can interact God through asking these right questions, you know. And, and, and uh, we're going to see on down here that Jesus, he promises the Holy Spirit. You know, and he goes on here in verse 15. If you love me, you will keep my commandments and I will ask the Father and he will give you a helper. You know, we, we can trust that God will help us to know him. And he will help us. He will not leave us as orphans. As he says here, I says, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you in yet a little while and the world will see me no more, but you will see me because I live, you will live. See, he promises it over again. He, he, he shows you because I live, because I have come, because I give you these promises, you will live. You can abide in these. You can abide in my truth. That's what he's saying right here. You know, and, it, you know, and God reveals that the way to interact with him is through his son, Jesus Christ. You know, we can, we can see God in his handiwork, especially how he works in us individually, but we can see how he works through us by the gift of the Holy Spirit living in and through us. And he says, in, in that day, you will know that I am in the Father, and you in me, and I in you. See, Jesus is not leaving us. He's never left us alone. All we got to do is ask the right questions. How can we know you in relationship? How do we interact with you through the power of the Holy Spirit and through your word and the guiding power of your Holy Spirit in your word? Those are the things we need to ask. Those are the things we need to strive for, the, the, to, to seek God in the power of the Holy Spirit through his word. He says, whoever has my commandments and keeps them, he it is who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my father. And I will love him and manifest myself to him. See, we keep his commandments by abiding in his word, by listening to the Holy Spirit and stuff like that. You know, a lot of, a lot of Christians, they don't listen to the Holy Spirit, the convicting power of the Holy Spirit. You know, this has been a problem, especially with Christians. You know, ignoring the convicting power of the Holy Spirit we need to remember that when we accept Christ as our Savior, that he promises to never leave us or forsake us. He promises to give us the Holy Spirit, and he promises to manifest himself to us in his word, through daily walking in his word, and everything like that. And if we, if we love him, we'll want to walk in his word. If we've accepted him, and we have the Holy Spirit, and we pay attention to the convictions of the Holy Spirit, we will keep his commandments. We will want, we will love him, and he and we will see God manifested in our lives, like never before. And then we move on to Judas, not not Judas Iscariot, but the other Judas, one of his disciples. There was two Judases in the group, I believe, and. Uh, 
he asked another wonderful question. It goes down here in verse 22. Judas not Isaacrit said to him, Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourself to us? He asked, and not to the world. And he, and he asked, the question, how will you manifest us? He manifest yourself to us. Well, when we accept Christ, we ask the right question, how can we know you? How can we be in relationship to you? He reveals that. We make the choice to either receive that or reject that. I pray we all, when we come in, are drawn by the Holy Spirit, we would choose to receive Christ. He promises to give us the Holy Spirit who helps us and goes and shows us how, who God is in his word. And that's how God is manifested to us. And, and, and Jesus goes on here. Jesus answered him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and, the father, and my Father will love him. And we will come to him. And see, I think this, this is evidence of the Trinity right here when he says we will come to him. Well, the Holy Spirit comes to you. And when you accept Jesus and you decide to walk with him, the Holy Spirit comes to you and God manifests himself to you. Through, very, through his word, through, walk, through the daily walk with him, through prayer, through, through all kinds of interaction that you will have in daily life if you have your eyes with a biblical lens. If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and he will come to him and make our, and we will come to him and make our home with him. See, God will be at home with you. You will be at home with God, and he will be at home with you. That's the Holy Spirit living in you. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words, and the word that you hear is not mine, but the Father's who sent me. You see, those, the world that rejects God, the world that rejects God, that rejects the Holy Spirit, they don't understand this. So they don't ask the right questions. They blame God. They question God. They, they try to even say that he doesn't exist or, or his word's not infallible. That's because they've not had him manifested in their hearts by the Holy Spirit. They're lost. They're not asking the right questions. Jesus says in verse 25, These things I have spoken to you while I am still with you. But the Helper, remember the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. See, the Holy Spirit is key in your walk with Christ. That's how God has manifested to you this side of heaven. That's the only way. And this is only done through Jesus Christ. How can we know the way? Well, Jesus says, I am the way. How will you manifest yourself to us? Through the promise of the Holy Spirit. That's how he manifests himself to you. You know, people say, I don't see God. Well, it's because he's not in your heart. You don't have the Holy Spirit. You're looking for a physical thing. It's God is spirit. He is the Holy Spirit. And we need to understand that. God dwells with you every day if you're his child. God's drawing you every day if you're not his child. He's always trying to draw his creations to himself. That's what you see in the ark. You see all creation coming to God. But you also see people going away from God and rejecting him. And the door is shut. And, they are, and God's not manifested to them no more. They're dead. They're gone. 
they're washed away in the flood of sin. But those who were in the ark, God was very present. They knew the love of God. They knew the protection of God. They knew the Holy Spirit of God. They knew when to act when God said to act. They knew when to, they knew. They just knew because God was with them and taught them. And he does the same for us to this very day. He's not left us. He's not forsaken us. If anybody's left anybody, it's us that have left God, especially in America. We've surrendered to the enemy of sin. And we've lost the manifestation of the Holy Spirit in this country and the light's growing dull. Now, there's some light in this country. There's a few holy people that, that, are, that are following God and thank God for them. And I pray that they, they stand firm in their faith. But we got to do better in our own families. We have to start with ourselves individually. Then we got to start with our families. Then we got to start with our community. And then that will go into our cities. And then that will go into our nations. And then that will go into all the world. And then you will see God manifested in your hearts, in your homes, and in your schools, and in your countries. But until the hearts turn to God and ask the right question, how can we know the way? He'll never show you because you don't have a heart to know the way. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father, this verse 26, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. And then he says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. Not as the world gives do I give to you, because the world's peace is temporary. You can see that through all that peace, love, and war that has been preached through all the 60s and 70s like that. Temporary. Those are not peaceful people at all now. They don't seem very peaceful to me. That's because they didn't have a real peace. They didn't have the real peace of Christ. The Holy Spirit living in them. They did not know peace and love. Because Christ is peace and love. Peace I leave with you. His peace. I leave myself with you. I leave my Holy Spirit with you to give you peace. Not as the world gives do I give. Let not your hearts be troubled. He says it again. Neither let them be afraid. You see, that's the problem with many Christians today. You're afraid. You're afraid to stand firm in your faith and manifest the Holy Spirit to a dark world, to a dark family, to a dark soul that needs to hear your love that's been poured into you by the Holy Spirit. Why contain it? Why be afraid? There's no sense in being afraid when you have... Christ, who is going to prepare a place for you. He says, let not your hearts be troubled. Believe also in me. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my house, in my Father's house, there are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? Why would Christ go through all this, prepare a place for you, and, then, and it all not be true, and he just leave you to yourself? 
He doesn't do that. He gives you the Holy Spirit. He's preparing your hearts right now to receive what he's already prepared for you in heaven, your inheritance. All you have to do is follow the commandments that he said to follow. And he said, go, make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to deserve to observe all that I've commanded you, knowing that I'm with you to the very end of the age. Now, did he not say to the very end of the age? That means he's with you in the power of the Holy Spirit living in and through you. He's empowered you. So no need for your hearts to be troubled. No need for them to be afraid. Verse 28, Christ says, You heard me say to you, I am going away and I will come to you. If you loved me, you would have rejoiced because I'm going to the Father. For the Father is greater than I. And now I've told you before it takes place so that when it does take place, you may believe. I will no longer talk much with you for the ruler of this world is coming. Who is the ruler of this world right now in this present age? Is Satan. But his time is limited because Jesus says right here, he has no claim on me. But I do as the Father has commanded me. Commanded. See, he's doing the commands of the Father. So that the world may know that I love the Father. And then he says, rise. Let us go from here. And then he says, go. He's, he's wanting us to go. Now when Brother Will comes back next week, we'll get into the I am the true vine. That's in chapter 15. And we'll probably, cover, we'll probably go over a little bit more in chapter 14 just a little bit just an overview but I'm telling you folks right now if you're looking for God to manifest himself in your lives you have to ask how can I know the way and Jesus will tell you I am the way the truth and the life and then you got a choice to make do you accept that as truth do you accept Christ as the way the truth and the life and if you do he will manifest. He will come. Him and the, fa the Father will come. They will make their home with you in the power of the Holy Spirit living in you. And you don't have to have a troubled heart. Now, you might have some trouble come every once in a while, but if for a Christian, you should recognize that's a time to get down on your knees, be in prayer, and give that trouble over to Christ, and he will, get, he will take that away. For the lost person, you're experiencing trouble. That's never going to stop. The trouble's only going to get worse. But if you ask the white question, how can I know the way? Christ will tell you that and reveal it to you. You just have to believe, accept, follow what he says in his word to do. Find you a good church home that really preaches God's word that does not water it down. That is not afraid of the truth. So I tell you, let your hearts not be troubled, folks. And let them not be afraid, for Christ is among us. There's no reason to fear. No reason to doubt. And no reason not to believe that God exists. Because he, he does. Anyway, it's almost seven, so that's about all we got time for. We'll go into prayer time and all that good stuff. And I thank you folks for listening to us on Facebook and 
on the podcast on Anchor. You can find us on there. Just download that on your smartphone and type in along the narrow way and we'll be right there and you can listen to us anywhere, 24 hours a day. And uh, be in prayer for this country. Be in prayer for, for your families. Be in prayer for yourself that you will follow what God has said to do and has to go and make disciples. You have been listening to Along the Narrow Way, hosted by Pastor Will Russell and co-hosted by Jimmy Miller. If you haven't done so, subscribe to the podcast so you can get updates on new episodes. Thank you for listening, and remember to stay faithful to walk along the narrow way with Jesus.